on this episode of the 2x e-commerce podcast show we're going to be talking about the dna of facebook advertising and all advertising which is a strong memorable brand story do stay tuned well, well, welcome to 2x e-commerce the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and i finney answers them also here from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing so if you work in or own an online retail business listen in get involved join me and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. This episode is brought to you by Clavio. It is a game-changing email automation tool specifically built for scaling e-commerce businesses. I'm not just saying it. I use Clavio in my e-commerce store and in stores I advise for. Household names in the e-commerce space such as Brooklyn Inn, Bonobos, and Chobis use Clavio. Here's why. Clavio has one of the most impressive feature sets in the e-commerce email personalization space at the moment. Besides the one-click setup, Clavio's Pixel tracks visitor behavior to help you set up highly effective custom email funnels. Clavio also offers pre-built autoresponders for cart abandonment, upsells, and win-back campaigns. Clavio's most game-changing feature is its Facebook audiences integration, which helps your email list to sync up with your Facebook ad campaigns. So as you continue to scale up your store, Clavio will help automate a lot more sales. Try Clavio today on clavio.com, spelled K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. With retail moving online, finding a good domain name has become ever so important. But the challenge is that most decent.com addresses are either difficult to acquire or unavailable. The good news is that retailers now have a powerful alternative with the .store domain name. The .store domain name will be short, relevant, and directly associate your site with e-commerce and retail. Search engines give .store domains the equal attention and importance as .com TLDs. .store domains have already been adapted by top brands such as Emirates. So if you check out Emirates.store, you get to a store there. Jimi Hendrix, so Jimi Hendrix.store and F1 Formula 1, F1.store. If you want a short and snappy domain name for your retail brand or your online store, you can now get a .store domain for just £4.99, which is about $6.99 using the coupon code 2XSTORE. That's 2XSTORE on get.store. Just go to get.store in your search engines and use 2XSTORE. 
Hello, 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 everybody. Um, all 2Xers, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is the e-commerce podcast show dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. We don't just cover, we don't necessarily cover the enterprise, you know, the really, really, you know, big, huge retail, you know, brands. Neither do we do like micro retailers. We're right in the fine middle. And if you're looking to scale your business by 2X, 3X, or even 10x just join join listen in because um, i handpick guests who come on this show to share their expertise and experience my criteria is based on just one question can my guest provide valuable information and insights to help you my listeners rapidly grow metrics such as conversions average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales. And if they can, I try my best to get them, you know, on the show. So I'll give you a synopsis before we go into the introduction or the start of this show as to why I have the guest, you know, um, in, on, on, on this show. His name is Brian, by the way. So um, as you guys know, I, I heavily um, spend a lot of time now. Um, I heavily we, we heavily advertise um my, my business partner and I, we heavily advertise on, on Facebook and, um, and it's, it's largely for e-commerce. And um, w- what I tend to do is um, I, I've started being active on, on my Instagram. Um, my, my, my handle, this is a, a shameless plug, is C. Follow me on Instagram, just C. And w- what I tend to do on, on Instagram is I tend to study ads and I use the save um, feature and I also use the screen recording feature of the iPhone, the iOS, you know, um, to record, um, you know, pretty much, um, you know, video ads or ads or take screenshots, you know, just to understand, you know, the mechanics of um, ads, ads that seem to be working on, on, on those, on, on, on the Instagram platform. I do the same on, on Facebook. I save, I've actually created a very private Facebook um, group called um, Facebook ads watch and um it's a very tiny group if you're interested and wanted to join that um let me know just hook me up on on twitter and i'll I'll add you to the group and basically what what i do there is i just curate adverts you know and that gives me inspiration for for our creatives we 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 help put on on our stores and also um you know for for, in 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 the few facebook you know um ad ad campaigns i'm involved in so what what we pretty much is just study and while studying i came across what i think is the best um, Facebook ad I have seen in in a while. You know, it was an Instagram actually, and it's also on Facebook. It's 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 what I think is is the best. You know, and it was um, a brand story. It was it was a brand story, and and this brand story um, talks about a chap who was um, in 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 Thailand who was stopped by police by a police officer, and um, he liked the way their shirts fit. And the next thing he was. Um, with a tailor, <laughs> you know, tailor, and um, he realized um, a very simple technology as to why you know these shirts really had a fantastic fit in on them, and it was because they were not button ups; there were zips underneath, but they they appeared to be button ups. And he 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 went with it, and um, he he brought it to the United States. He innovated on it. He he got a patent. He I think what's most interesting is the way, you know, this brand manages to tell their story. The the name of the brand is called Teddy Stratford and and their shirts, you know, they they um they started out on, on Kickstarter and um they've migrated to e-commerce, you know, full time. 
And um, what what I find very, very, you know, fascinating, what, what, very impressive really has been the ex- execution of um, the Facebook, you know, ads campaigns at the top of the funnel, you know, um, especially with that video. And if you ever wanted to, you know, build a, a brand, you know, an e-commerce, I would, I would just um, employ you to encourage you to, to, to watch, you know, the Steady Stratford video. So in the show notes of this um, episode, wherever you're listening, you would be able to click through to one of their ads or two of their ads i'll try and share it there and you, you could have you know um a, a, a look at it um also check out the the teddy stratford um website which i'll share on the um on the show notes but um basically it's it was like it's super innovative and i just reached out to him and i I went onto linkedin to find who the founder was i I found out um, there was um, a gentleman by the name of brian uh, brian davis and we've been in email communication you know talking and i finally have him on on the show so um yeah so listen in you know to this conversation i think it's 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 really interesting um a really really interesting um um, story and um the video is amazing um what they're doing on facebook and um just have a listen and um yeah hope you enjoy the show cheers all right welcome to the show brian Thanks. It's it's uh, great to be here. I'm glad you had me. Fantastic. Um, could you take a minute or less to to introduce yourself to 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 to, to listeners, please? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, my name is Brian Davis. I'm uh, founder of Teddy Stratford. Um, we are a men's shirt company. We created the Zip Fit shirt, which is a uh, handmade, patented athletic fit button down that zips and uh, fits closer to your body without gapping between the buttons because of the zipper. Fantastic. Um, yeah, that, that's quite um, succinct. And um, yeah, I reached out to you, um, if you recall, having almost seen your Instagram video, because I, I, I hang out a lot on um, Instagram and Facebook, not necessarily to chat <laughs> with people, but um, uh, I, I go there to, to study, you know, how the platforms work. Um, like on Facebook, for instance, um, I don't know whether anyone's noticed it, but when you get to a Facebook feed, um, the very first post you see is organic. The second post you see is um, is paid. And then you need to score five more posts down till you see another paid or sponsored, you know, ad. And then I was doing the same on Instagram is somewhat different. Um, I forget the the structure, but I was just going through my, my Instagram feed, just looking for ads because I save ads. And I, I came across the, your pitch and um, the, thir- the the thirty second video just sold me. I, I saved it. I, as I said, it was save worthy. And then um, I decided to dig to to find you out. You know, to 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 find out more about you. You know, um, about Teddy Stratford. And um, could you give some context? You know, I know some people may have you know watched the video as to how you conceived the idea and your story. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and actually, I always try to lead with our story because it just so happens that we're kind of blessed with a, an interesting origin story. So, uh, I was in Asia, um, Bangkok to be exact. And I was driving through the city in my friend's car and I got pulled over by a motorcycle cop. Um, and as the cop was coming to the car, I was looking at him and I realized that 
his uniform looked really cool on him. And specifically what I liked about it was that it fit really close um, to the body. And the pants were cool, but it was the shirt uh, mostly that appealed to me. It was a, like a military shirt. It had epaulets and pockets. And uh, as we're kind of talking through my friend who's Thai, uh, I said, hey, you know, ask this guy where I can get a police uniform. Tell him I like his uniform and ask him where I can get a police uniform. So he pulls out a piece of paper and instead of writing me a ticket, he writes down the address to his tailor. <laughs> and uh, and so, it, it, you know, it turns out that the tailor is, was only a couple blocks away from where he pulled me over. So we, go, we went straight there and we walked into uh, the tailor shop and my friend had to translate because this is not one of those tailor shops that caters to Western tourists. This guy didn't speak a word of English. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, she explained to him, this guy wants to get a police uniform. He likes the shirts and stuff. And, uh, he agreed to make me a uniform. And, uh, we got to a point in the discussion where my friend didn't know the, the word, the English word for what this guy was asking. And what he was asking was, do I want buttons or a zipper? <laughs> so he brought out two examples. One of them was uh, just a straight up uh, button down police shirt. And then the other one had a zipper. And I, I, I thought, I've never seen that before. You know, of course I want a zipper because, you know, I, I don't want the, the thing that I've seen before. So, you know, I got the shirt and I had to make some pants as well. I, I ended <laughs> up using the, uh, the uniform um, later as a Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much all I could use it for. It was so right. tight, but okay. uh, I got the shirt back uh, or the uniform back. I put it on and it was super tight. Like, I mean, you know, wetsuit tight. All right. And, but I looked at myself in the mirror and I realized what the zipper did. What it did was it allowed these guys to wear these really tight fitting shirts without the gapping between the buttons that happens w- when you're wearing a, a, a shirt that's, that fits closely. Yes. And, that was the aha moment for me. And, uh, and I, I thought maybe this could be applied to uh, dress and dress casual shirts. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of it. And I, you know, I, I brought it back to New York where I uh, am from and where I, where I live. And I teamed up with a custom shirt maker mm-hmm. in New York. We made our first prototypes and it turns out it works really well on uh, regular non-military slash police shirts. Well, what a story. So, so they're standard Oxford shirts, um, you know, um, they're, they're standard dress shirts or, you know, work shirts. And um, yep. they, they have a zipper you know, right concealed right in the middle. And um, there's a flap which makes it look like um, it's a button, you know, down shirts. People need to see this. I'm going to actually upload, you know, um, a photograph from some of your illustrations, which is, you know, um, which is spot on with, um, with how, how, how your shirts work. Um, yeah, it, it's it's super impressive. You know, um, I, I just got it in a 30 second pitch. And um, then um, so just I have a quick question. Did you live in, in Thailand at the time or um, were you on holiday? No, I was actually I was on a, an extended holiday. I, I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur and I had just gotten off of uh, I had a restaurant down in Miami and I had just gotten off a super intense two and a half year run with that oh. and uh, needed needed some time off so I was on holiday okay nice okay okay right and then um, from from then you 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 went over to New York um, 
you did you know much about you know um tailoring what was the next how did you you know figure out the next steps more or less yeah well you know i i didn't know anything about it um but the the good part about it was i i knew that i didn't know and um and so i ended up meeting almost through circumstance uh this uh, custom shirt maker, his name's Carl Goldberg, and he has been uh, making custom shirts in New York for about 35 years. He And he does uh, costuming for Broadway plays and for uh, movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. So anytime a button-down shirt is needed for one of those types of things, he makes it for the character. And um, I just happened to be getting my skates sharpened. I'm a hockey player uh, across the hallway from his shop. And I, I thought, I'm going to duck in here and, and see if he can make me a prototype. Um, and then, you know, cut to uh, a little while later, we're partners. Well, well, okay. And um, then um, I see you, start, you had a Kickstarter campaign. Is, is that where things kicked off? How did you, you know, go to market um, at, at the first instance? How did you did you run the idea besides Carl? Did you run the idea by you know other you know um, by 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 focus group or did you just decide to go straight to to the internet and you know via crowd crowdfunding? Well, what, what we did was we made a very small run of shirts in different sizes and we put them on people who we knew and and by putting them on uh, we we sold them. To okay, them. Uh, so we sold about. 50 uh, shirts before we ran the Kickstarter. We wanted to see if people would pay for them, first of all, and then also we needed to sort out the fit uh, situation. So we took notes on everything and got feedback. And But, you know, there's always that uh, question of whether someone who doesn't actually know you, you know, not a friend or family member is going to buy your thing. Exactly. And, you know, and that's that's what we... That's why we decided to uh, run a Kickstarter. Okay, you know. could we? Could you break down the the Kickstarter, you know, campaign? So I from my Kickstarter page, which I'm going to link um, through on the show notes. Your goal was twenty thousand, and you managed to raise almost five times that. You managed to raise six ninety six thousand six hundred and fifty, to be precise. Um, yes. This was back in. Um, if there's a date here, late uh, fourteen. 14. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so, and so, so that must have been a record at the time, you know, there. Um, so, so how did you, you know, build out the page? What did you do to, to gain traction and actually you know, get the attention and get people to, to part with money from their wallets and or their purses? So I'll tell you, uh, I think we were the second highest grossing shirt campaign at the time. Um, but, uh, but we, people have, uh, blown us away since then. But, um, we the, the most important thing uh, for the Kickstarter was the video, and I spent a lot of time on the video. In fact, the video that you saw that's part of our Facebook and Instagram campaign that tells our story is taken from our Kickstarter video. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the... So, so that if, if anybody's listening and thinking of running a Kickstarter, that I would say the most important thing is the video because it, mm-hmm. it gets, it allows you to show and tell at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we're lucky that our story is interesting and that's how we, uh, started off was we told our story of how the, um, thing was discovered, uh, through a traffic ticket basically. Okay. And, um, but 
you know, there was a decent amount of prep before we launched the campaign, um, getting people who we knew ready to rock and roll. And, uh, so people who we knew would, uh, post the campaign on their Facebook pages, people we knew would back because what you want to do with a Kickstarter campaign is you want to come out of the boxes as strong as possible because the momentum that you gain right after launch allows you, I always compare it to, uh, launching like a, uh, spaceship into space. It mm. allows you to get out of the atmosphere. And once you're out of the earth's gravitational pull, things are much easier. Mm. And so the, you know, within the first, I think 24 hours, we were fully funded. And, mm. um, I think it was 24, it might've been 36, but pretty quickly, uh, we were fully funded. And at that point in time, the rest is gravy, but what it's done is it's attracted, um, the, you, you get into the most popular, you get, uh, that, that green bar that shows your funding progress mm -hmm. is, and strangers, it, it just, um, you know, it, it makes strangers more confident in, uh, backing you because they see that a lot of people already have. Um, and, uh, so it really is important to prepare beforehand and get everybody in your world ready to go. Did you have to go back to Thailand to to um, to shoot um, some parts, or did you happen to um, take those photos and um, the 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 shots of you on the bike um, while you were in in Thailand? That's a great question. Actually, I I didn't have to go back to Thailand. But I used it as as an excuse because Thailand's kind of my happy happy oh. place. But I knew that you know I knew I wanted to have some video. I wanted to go back and get a shot with me and uh, I'm not is the tailor's name and I'm not and take some photos with me and the cops because when when I discovered it the first time I didn't really realize that what I was doing was discovering something that would lead to my business. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't document it. Um, and so, yeah, I went back and I shot all that stuff afterwards. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I just thought I was like, you know, did you have a vision from Thailand initially? And, you know, right. um, okay. Okay. And then, um, I, I, and I, I love your analogy, by the way, of, um, the spaceship. Um, it's, it's so true, you know, um, it's, it's so spot on. Yeah. So, so, so spot on. Okay. So, um, you you launched it in Kickstarter. Was your Kickstarter campaign profitable? A lot of people don't talk about this. Yeah, the, the, it was not. Um, it, we did not lose money, um, and we ended up having a small amount of inventory that we could continue to sell. Um, but no, it, it wasn't really profitable, but it, it was a great way to to get it out there, prove concept. And after everything was said and done, we probably broke even. And um, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. Not bad at all. So you've got the proof of concept. Um, how many customers did you manage to acquire from Kickstarter? Uh, almost 600. Wow, and, okay. And they were, they were really, those 600 people were who we kept tapping um, until we were ready to start doing actual marketing and, and people were repurchasing, which uh, again, that's kind of like the second level of proof of concept. Uh, okay. you know, you can get a lot of people to buy something that they've never seen before once. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, it's, are they going to reorder? Well, do you, can you develop super fans within that, 
you know, within that community. And that was another thing, you know, we had a lot of reorders, so that was a good sign. And, and yeah, I mean, Kickstarter was, was huge, even though it wasn't profitable, it was really, it's a really important part of our journey. Very, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay. Um, so now, um, in, in 2018, um, what does acquisition look like? Um, I know for sure I was, um, I was reached out to via Instagram. I probably met your targeting objectives. What's been your journey? Um, what, 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 what channels are you aiming for? By the way, I just typed out, um, zipper dress shirt on Google. Um, and number one on Google was, um, your Kickstarter campaign. And, uh-huh. um, number two and three on Google is teddyshartford.com. Oh, that's, which that's, is zip fit shirts, you know, by, so, so I can imagine like at the top of the funnel, if I, um, was coming across your, your, your ad on Instagram and, you know, um, I wanted to do some further research, I'll just type out, you know, zippered, you know, um, dress shirt to zippered shirt. And it's, it's great, you know, to, to see the proof of concept, you know, on, on the search, you know, engine results. But, um, just going back to your question, I know this is a very long question. Um, what does, um, acquisition look like? Um, what's your acquisition strategy now? So, um, we're, I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible. We have a, a very small team. And, um, so we work with a marketing company. There's no in-house marketing, uh, department aside from me and someone else who I work with and we kind of oversee the marketing company. So it, mm-hmm. we're doing just Facebook and Instagram. Um, when you search for something on Google, all of those results are organic. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason is that you're searching for something specific that really we're kind of the only people who make this, uh, product and we have a patent on it. And, you know, there are similar things out there. There's certainly zipper shirts, Mm -hmm. but not zipper shirts that actually look exactly like a regular shirt. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when you search, it's, it's great that we pop up, but that's organic. So we don't pay anything for AdWords. So we're basically targeting people on Facebook within a certain demographic and the same thing with, uh, Instagram, we try to draw them in with our video and get people to watch the video, uh, to see where the idea comes from and engage them. It also allows them to kind of get to know us and creates a little bit of, uh, trust. They know they see the, the founder, they hear his story, etc. Maybe they can relate to me, maybe, maybe not. But, and then once we get them to the site, uh, you know, we retarget them with, uh, an offer after a little while. And then, um, we show them new, we do a lot of small batch and limited edition shirts. Um, so we'll throw a limited edition shirt up there to show them what's, what's new. Um, and, uh, and that's really the main thing that we do. And then of course we have an email marketing strategy, which is very basic to be honest with you. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And then with regards to range, um, what kind of range, um, do, do you have, um, what kind of fits do, do you have? Do you have a single fit or do you have a you know wide range of, um, styles? So we, we only have one fit at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, as we kind of move forward, there's a good chance that we're going to add another fit to the line. Um, and we're, we're actually going to be launching a women's line, um, later this year because women have that gapping between the buttons problem. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, their problem, uh, it could be argued is more painful than the men's problem because you can see their underwear or whatever, and it's distracting. And, um, a lot of women don't wear button down shirts because of that. But, 
Um, so the one fit that we have right now, it's an athletic fit and it, it's not just for athletic people, Mm -hmm. but what it means is it's shaped around the athletic form. And so what we've, and this is actually another point of differentiation for the brand. It's, it's, it's not what we, we lead with because the zipper is, is the most obvious point of differentiation, Mm -hmm. but we, what, what most shirt companies do is they take a, a guy who's a fit model. Mm-hmm. Fit model becomes a fit model because he is, generally speaking, and of average proportions. Okay. And so they, they fit their shirt to the fit model. Um, and what they end up with is a, a shirt of average proportions. And then they scale that shirt up for larger sizes and down for smaller sizes. And what ends up happening because that shirt is of average dimensions is it kind of pulls the people who are wearing the shirt towards the average, Mm. uh, looking so that that may be good for someone who needs to lose a few pounds because they don't look as heavy as they normally would. They'd look a little bit more average, but it's not good for someone who's fit, um, because they start looking average in an average shaped shirt. So what we did was we started, we did a lot of research on athletic guys. we uh, went to CrossFit gyms and I measured guys who are, I play hockey with. And, and then we also looked at, uh, some celebrities and famous people who are commonly, uh, known to have like great physiques. And we figured out the, um, the, the, I, we say the ideal ratio, uh, of shoulders to chest, to waist, to hips. And then we built our shirt around that ratio. So if you buy an extra small, or a triple XL, uh, mm-hmm. and our, uh, you're, you're going to find that if you measure the shirt and, and compare the ratios, they're exactly the same. They're just bigger or smaller. Right. Um, so, um, we right now feel like that's a good starting point okay. because we've created this ratio that all of our shirts are, bi- are built around it. But I have a feeling moving forward, we'll probably do a more traditional fit where it's a little looser fitting someone with a little bit of a belly could wear it, which is, it's, it's tough now if you're more than say 10 or 15 pounds overweight, it's, it's really tough to fit in our shirt. Okay. 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 But, but it accentuates, uh, you know, an athletic figure, um, you know, for you know, standard sized people. Um, it just makes you look smart, um, from, from the photos I've seen. Yeah, that's, that, that's true. Actually, it, you know, it, what it does is if you have a guy who's slim or average mm-hmm. and he fits in the shirt, it does give him more of an athletic look. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, um, you can imagine, um, the appeal to, you know, people who work in the corporate world or people who, who need to wear shirts on a daily basis, you know, um, um, and want to look smart. Um, he says, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I know for sure. I, I have um, family members who live in the states that um, come to the UK to German streets to buy shirts. So they ask me to, you know, to, to order shirts for them. Or and, you know, now with um, with international shipping, they they ship shirts from quite popular, you know, um, British brands, and and then they deliver to to the US. So you know, it, it is a a pain point and concern for you know for 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 a certain you know uh, de- demographic. Um, yeah, so, you're, you're right. So with regards to your video, I'm quite surprised you're not on YouTube yet, um, especially you know um, the True View um, type videos on on YouTube. It, it, it the the attention. Um, the attention format um, it, it has, you know, um, just in, in my opinion, um, suits you know, YouTube, you know, quite quite perfectly. 
Yeah, actually, you know, we the the I'm surprised we don't have more video up as well. But you know, like I said, we have a small team, and okay. and uh, it, it's it's coming. We have our uh, story up on YouTube, but okay. the 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 thing about the shirt, the, the beauty of the shirt is it looks like a regular button down shirt. But the problem with that is that in order to show that it isn't, you need to show that it isn't. And mm-hmm. video is the best way to do it. Um, we also, uh, invented, uh, a new kind of collar, which is also patented as well. The shirt's okay. patented and the collar's patented, but the, the collar is hard to explain without illustrations. And, and the best way to explain it is to show it. So, you know, we, we put up a, a video on uh, Instagram showing the collar as well. And we, we need to be a little bit more on YouTube, but to, to be honest with you, it's, it's been a low priority just because I haven't, I think I make a lot of decisions based on like my own personal behavior. And, um, I don't go to YouTube to look at information about products, but I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, so fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah. So from, from a Facebook advertising standpoint, I, you know, I came across, I was retargeted, I think. Um, and I came across some, some image ads, which, you know, really, in, in my opinion, they had, you know, great illustrations as to, it connected to the initial video, basically, you know, I, I consumed in, in Instagram, you know, when I discovered, you know, the, the brand, um, I just wanted to, to ask, um, what, um, you know, how you structure your Facebook, you know, adverts, you know, what, what's the, what, what's the logic, you know, be, be behind, you know, um, the Facebook? Well, I, you know, the, the Facebook retargeting ads, what we want to do is we want to show, we want to remind people about what this shirt is. So we don't want to just show them a picture of a guy in a, what looks to be a normal shirt. We want to show them a guy in a normal shirt and then show that it zips. So Mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, okay. That's that, that's that brand that I saw the video about the zip shirt. Um, and so that's the, the main thing, um, that we're focused on. And generally speaking, you know, our, our shirts are not cheap. They're not a no brainer price by any stretch of the imagination. And I think we get a lot of resistance because of it. We start at one twenty nine, $129. Um, and, uh, so with the retargeting ads, we retarget people who, who haven't purchased yet mm-hmm. and send them a promo code. Because we want to get rid of, if, if that's their only objection, we want to un- overcome that objection, mm-hmm. get a shirt on their back as soon as possible because we have a pretty high reorder rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've, you know, once people like us and they're men, keep in mind. So like if you find something that you like, you order it in a few different colors. Yeah. Um, and they're handmade in New York, aren't they? In- oh, they're actually, they're handmade. They used to be handmade in New York and it was uh, prohibitively expensive. And so we found this incredible uh, small boutique factory in Turkey um, that's doing all of our uh, production right now. And they're, everything's handmade in Turkey, right right in Istanbul. Nice, interesting, very, very interesting. Okay, Um yeah, so it's it's great. So, what what are your plans? You know, like going forward. Um, you know, um, with, with with further exposure. You know, um, acquisition and um, you know, marketing. Um, so 
as we as we move forward, we continue to uh, release these one-off shirts, which are uh, just one-of-a-kind shirts, mm-hmm. and then small batch shirts. And it gives us a uh, a reason to reach out and communicate with our uh, email list, and then also another kind of new thing to roll out on Facebook. Um, but uh, so we're going to continue to launch those things. We're adding. Um, some stretch fabrics to the line we're adding for spring summer we're adding a short sleeves um and then some more spring summer uh fabrics that'll be either small batch or one-off uh shirts as well um but one of the things that we are going to start doing is reaching out to influencers um on instagram Mm -hmm. um you know there's the the fitness and the fashion world i mean they're we kind of belong in both Um, I would say fashion first and fitness second, but, um, you know, the guys who do fitness stuff or, uh, who, who are popular on Instagram because they're fit, this shirt solves a problem that there's a very good chance that they have encountered. Um, and, uh, when you put it on a guy like that, they, they tend to really like, uh, the shirt and, um, you know, we're hoping that people will post, preferably a video. Cause like I said, it's, it's, it's hard to describe. And if you don't see it work, you think that, Oh, it's just a shirt that has a zipper on it. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize that you can't see the zipper. Um, and, uh, so yeah, we'll, we that's, that's our next move. I think is, uh, is that, that's great. You know, that's, that's just spot on because, um, the, the impact, the psychological impact, you know, the influence, you know, um, influences, sorry, um, with the, with the word play there, but the, the influence they have on, you know, buying decisions of, of their followers is, is astounding. It's, it's just amazing. So yeah, it's, that's a, a, a great move to, to make, especially in the fitness because, um, you know, they're very self-conscious, body conscious and, you know, yeah. um, you know, any fabric that would accentuate, you know, their, 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 their physiques, you know, or physique will, um, yeah, well, it seems seems to 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 would likely resonate with with them and their audience. So, yeah, yeah, yeah sounds I good. agree. Okay, before I let you go, um, I'm just going to ask you like um, you know five questions if you don't mind. Um, they're evergreen questions, and if you could answer them with a single you know answer, that would be great. Absolutely. Are you ready when you are? All right. Shoot. Okay. How how do you hire people? Ah, that's a good question. Um, it, it, I, I might have to dodge this question a little bit because we're so small that I've only hired a few people, but I usually only talk to people who I've heard uh, a recommendation about. Um, and as a matter of fact, I, I, uh, had said to you in the, before we started the interview, um, one of the guys that you had on, um, a number of episodes ago, Dylan Kelly, okay. uh, I heard him talking and, um, he was vetted by your uh, <laughs> podcast. I contacted him right away, and um, we're actually starting to work together. And he's a you know he's an email marketing guy. Um, oh, that's so, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's awesome. So you're making a real world impact <laughs> on business and my business. It's pleasant. Um, yeah. So uh, so yeah, if I hear something good about someone and they do something that I need uh, to be done better or to start doing then I'll reach out to them. Yeah, personal recommendations. I Yeah, I, I agree with you. Really, really good. Yeah. Okay, what are your three indispensable tools for, 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 for managing your business? Oh, man. Well, uh, 
I mean, obviously you can't uh, live without your phone. I've got the Shopify app mm -hmm. um, and the ShipStation app. So we use ShipStation for fulfillment. Um, mm -hmm. We might be changing that soon, but I can uh, process returns. Um, I can uh, process exchanges. I can uh, track packages and everything like that straight from my phone through those apps. And it's, it's really incredible. I can be walking down the street and uh, get an inquiry and, and, and take care of it immediately. So that's one. And then um, I always, always, always have a measuring tape with me. Oh, wow. Um, and so I've got one in my uh, backpack. I've got one at my desk. I've, I've always got one. And because I do uh, CrossFit, I play hockey. When I see someone who I think, oh, I wonder if we would fit this guy, right? Uh, I will ask them if I can measure them. And it's kind of weird. Um, and I, it, it's like, uh, anyway, so, you know, I, I'll, I'll pull out my measuring tape and just make sure that we're on point proportion wise with like, someone who I see. Um, so the measuring tape is number two. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I would say number three is, um, I've got these readers and my, my eyes are really, it's starting to become bad. And I, I, I had to start using readers, but I found these over the counter things. It's kind of crazy, but they're called multifocus and they're by Foster Grant. Okay. And they allow me to wear these readers, but I can interact with the world through the top uh, part of them. Okay. And normally these things would cost like four or 500 bucks if I got them on a prescription, but these are over the counter. They cost 30 bucks. And they're, I, you know, I've recommended them to so many uh, people. Oh wow! Okay, okay, well, yeah. makes sense. Uh, otherwise, I'm otherwise I'm completely screwed. Like, just can't, <laughs> can't, can't read, read anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well. Uh, with regards to the measuring tape, once you tell them the story, they they'll get it. It may be a yeah, bit yeah, weird yeah. initially, but um, yeah. They, yeah see, I always it. say, hey, you know, I, I I'm in the fashion business and I make shirts and I just you know I have to you know because otherwise it's just completely bizarre. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, so this is a curveball one. What's been your best mistake to date? By that, I mean a setback that's giving you the biggest feedback. Oh, man. I, I honestly, I, throughout my entire career, I've had a lot of setbacks. Um, specifically with regard to Teddy Stratford. Um, okay. So we, we, we in, in fashion, a, a mistake of a quarter of an inch on a pattern or on a seam allowance can really make a huge difference, especially when you're doing a, uh, a shirt that's supposed to fit close. So like every little bit counts. But the, the reason that is, is because if there's a quarter of an inch of a uh, mistake, that quarter of an inch gets folded into two seams. If we're talking about the circumference on each side of the seam. So really you're talking about something that could result in a, a full inch of error. Mm. And, so we made uh, 250 shirts that had basically a quarter of an inch of a mistake, and they all came out completely wrong. And it was my mistake. I couldn't, I couldn't blame it on the factory. So it was, you know, we had 250 shirts that, and at the time we had no money. And it just illustrated to me how important it is to be completely exact about everything, and it informs. Um, the line moving forward. At, at the time, it, it felt like an insurmountable thing because it was a small production line. It cost us a lot of money. Mm. And um, 
and it set us back. It set us back a little bit because we're self-funded, um, and we're we're pretty much. Well, I mean, aside from Kickstarter, which we didn't make any profit on anyway, we're bootstrapped. So I had to go out and make all of that money to bring mm-hmm. it back into the company to move us forward even more. So it was at the time it was, you know, it was it wasn't devastating, but it was it was rough. Well, well, okay, that, that's that's interesting. But but I, I love what came off the back of it, which is like um, you know, attention, full attention to detail. Um, yeah, you know, in, in every aspect of, of what we do, what you do. Okay, um, if you could choose a single book or resource that's made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, which would it be? I, you know, okay, I, I have to go to uh, the Four Hour Work Week, and the reason I have to do it is because it really is. Um, the starting point of kind of Teddy Stratford in a way, because I I had used to be in the restaurant and nightclub business. Mm -hmm. And this is a a business that you constantly have to be in your place um, in order to make sure it's running properly. And no one knows how to run it um, like you do. And I always dreamed of having freedom. uh, And I knew it was possible to set up something that was automated. And, and of course we're not automated quite yet, but we're working towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, the four hour work week was the first book that kind of put into words and strategy, what I always wanted to be able to accomplish. And since that book came out, I've started three businesses that have been, uh, pushing towards that. This is number three. And this is the first one that I see that I can actually make a living on and have some freedom semi-automate and move forward. So I feel like all your listeners probably read that book years but, ago. Yeah. But, it's, it's probably the yeah. most, most recommended, you know, book from, yeah. from, from guest, you know, and yeah, it's, it's so impactful, you know, Tim Ferriss did, did a, you know, brilliant, you know, job, you know, on it. And, you know, it's a classic in an all time classic. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the impact. Okay. Final question. Um, you know, for people who would, you know, like to get in touch with you, um, where, where do you hang out on social media? Um, what's the best way to, to get in touch with you? Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is you, you can, uh, first of all, follow us on Instagram and you can direct message us on Instagram. Um, awesome. it's just Teddy Stratford. Okay. Um, and then if you want to get in touch with me personally, you can, Get me at Brian, which okay. is spelled with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, yep. at teddystratford.com. And um, if, uh, if you are interested in trying a shirt, mm-hmm. um, you can go and use the code friend of Teddy. Friend so of Teddy. That's, that's what I give out to my friends, and it gets you a, a $40 discount off your awesome. first shirt. And okay. That's not... That's not something we roll out on Instagram or anywhere else. It's it's literally for my friends. So awesome, awesome. Um, T T E double D Y, right? Correct, correct. Oh, okay. I always say Teddy like Teddy Bear and Stratford like Stratford on Avon. So that's <laughs> so, so, some Americans don't know Stratford it's on not Avon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Fantastic. You know, Brian, it, it, was, it was it was a good conversation. I love I love Teddy Stratford. I will. Be a customer. Um, you guys have, you know, done a fantastic job with regards to, you know, acquisition, um, just communicating the value, you know, to to potential customers. And it, it, no, thank you for for taking time to to come on the show. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you taking the time to have me on. It's a it's a an honor. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Have a good one. Bye bye. 
Thank you ever so much for joining me on today's episode to download the show notes and, you know, find previous episodes of, of the show. Um, do feel free to head over to 2xecommerce.com forward slash podcast. Also be sure to follow me on Twitter. My handle is Kune T. Campbell. Um, and the handle for the 2x e-commerce podcast show is 2x e-commerce. New episodes of the 2x e-commerce podcast come, come out every Wednesday. And if you haven't already, please write us a review and subscribe. Hit the subscribe button to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you like today's episode, feel free to share it on Twitter, Facebook or LinkedIn. And um, yeah, the 2X e-commerce podcast show is produced by me with the help of Boban Makic. Thank you very much for listening and catch you next week. Bye-bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2X e-commerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.